Hi, hello. You're listening to Bad Boys for Life on CBC Radio 1. The current time is... I'm not quite sure. And don't ask me what the fucking temperature is either because... You motherfuckers can Google that shit for yourselves. Now, episode 12, Bad Boys for Life. We have a very special topic. That's why I'm speaking to you in this very ultra-soothing, calming, public radio type voice. Because I've got two bad things to break to you. This is a solo episode. Edmund is not here, nor do I have any co-conspirator to help me out with this. So you have to deal with my creepy ass being weird and unfunny on my own with no one to back me up. Now, if you're still listening, the other reason is because this is a very sensitive topic. Yeah, I'm purposely going not funny at all. I'm going to talk about something super fucking serious. But I think it's, you know, it's been in the history of Bad Boys for Life. Um, If you listen to, please don't listen to them, Um, (laughs) the original episodes, ones that I did by myself, where I've spoken very candidly about my um, drug addiction, health failures, life failures, you know, all that. Um, I've spoken very openly about that. Okay, I'll slowly, I mean, I'm still going to talk quietly because it's pretty late. That's why I'm doing this. But then I thought I'd just run with it. It worked out pretty good, right? Yeah. Um, I've spoken very openly about, you know, addiction, um, my anger issues, shit like that. But there's one thing that I haven't really talked about. And I think it's important. Well, I mean, fuck it. Define important, whatever. Fucking okay, I'm not gonna go on that fucking road. Um, have <laughs> my own fucking worst enemy and fucking argue with myself in my head all the time. <laughs> um, I've had an eating disorder for many fucking years, which is something I've like, told very few people about. Very few people probably know. Um, it started back when we started the band back well like whatever band whatever incarnation of it was fucking when we started dead d-e-a-d destroy everything and die back in 2007 um had just come back to thunder bay being homeless and shit living on the streets of van and stuff but um well we were living out of turner's car and we talked about this in another episode i can't remember which one fucking figure it out um yeah, we'd been living out of Turner's car, so I actually, and because <laughs> you actually get a lot of fattening hobo cuisine when you live on the streets. People are constantly giving you pizza and shit. And like, I'd already, like, always been, like, into working out and shit. But, um, even though people would make fun of me because I wouldn't want to fucking spend the first fucking $10 I got on, like, a fucking bottle of cider like everyone else did, I would, like, go and buy, like, fucking smoked salmon and cottage cheese or some shit and then go, like, um, put on my fucking big heavy backpack and, like, go fucking do step-ups at the fucking bleachers at Trout Lake. People are like, oh, nerds. And I'm like, yeah, and later I'm gonna go fucking play RPGs in the fucking park, okay? All right? You know what? Say what you want, but fucking 
some fucking homeless people, you know, that I wasn't even doing drugs back then. I mean, like, I did drugs every now and then, like, fucking, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be rude if fucking someone offered me fucking drugs, whatever they were, I would take them, but, but I had no, no, no fucking desire to fucking do them on a regular basis, nor drink, especially drinking, drinking was, like, my least favorite thing, like, I'd fucking entertain a fucking drug any day, fucking, especially if it was a fucking free gift, fucking goddamn right it would, but fucking, um, yeah, no, drinking, it's like, oh, like, I would feel compelled just to, like, just to want, just because I felt like such, you know, I didn't want to, like, you know, my all my other homeless friends drinking in parks and stuff like that and shit, and, like, you know, I'd feel like a big nerd and stuff sometimes, so, <laughs> you know, I feel like about once or twice a week I'd have to fucking be like, oh, okay, I'm buy, you know, earn enough money and fucking buy a bottle for the gang, you know, or whatever, fucking split it up with everyone right because that's what you do when you're fucking homeless you fucking split everything up or you're a dick um <laughs> fucking um but yeah i really couldn't like handle drinking but but i always liked drugs i always did like drugs like fucking anyone had anything fucking i'd take it but but i still only did it like just occasionally right because you know it's like i wasn't gonna spend my money usually on it so anyways i'm fucking rambling here a bit um point is um People shouldn't necessarily judge um, homeless people all the time because I was actually the way fucking worst fucking most hardcore fucking junkie when I fucking was working full time because I was earning money. I had a place and I felt like I fucking deserved to have fun because I was fucking slaving my life away. You're goddamn right. Fucking whenever I fucking came home from work, I was calling fucking buddy up. And I was getting fucking obliterated because I felt like I fucking deserved it. And I was just trying to numb myself out because I was just like, oh, great. I have to go fucking, you know, work the assembly line fucking tomorrow. You know, it fucking sucked. It fucking sucked the life out of me because I'm not that kind of person. and I don't belong in that kind of fucking world. And I never will again. I'm not going to fucking do that. I would rather be fucking on the streets because, frankly, look, I was doing better. Cottage cheese, smoked salmon, step ups at the fucking park. Fucking, you know. I wasn't a fucking junkie. All right, okay, see, haha, my loudness is coming out already again. <laughs> um, I'm I'm an impassionated speaker. Is that the word? Impassionated? Is that the word? Okay. All right. I'm trying not to be creepy for you here, folks, because you know what? I want you to um. I'm trying to relate to you here. Well, to anyone that can relate to me, rather, you know, or whatever, or doesn't mind hearing me talk fucking inane fucking bullshit anyways um so yeah i was like actually like way more and 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 just the, the mentality i had being homeless at that time because i felt free i felt like i was doing what i wanted i mean like yeah you don't always like i mean like i have no problem with panhandling bumming money and shit like i know some people do some people have like a big issue with it even people that do do it like it that is like almost as draining on them as like how I feel when I'm working like a nine to five job, you know, like it's like they're, it's been ingrained in them that they can't, you know, that it's like, it's shameful or something like that. Fuck that. Fucking no. You know, this is like, that's the whole point of like paying it forward and shit like that. I don't know if I've ever like paid it forward as equal as to what I have been given like simply in numbers but 
the percentage of what I have, I know. I have fucking paid it back and I've I've been generous with it and I always am and I always will be. Um because I just think that's the right thing to do. And just like I said, like when you're on the street, you fucking what you have, you fucking share. Even if all you have is a fucking like half moldy fucking loaf of bread out of the fucking garbage, which is like never really the case. It's like you always have something better than that. But I mean, you know, there, there are some fucking dire times, you know, and uh, if that's all you had and there were six people, you fucking break up that shitty fucking half moldy loaf into six pieces and you each get a fucking piece. That's how that's the way it fucking goes. You know, fucking socialism, I guess. Fucking, um, fucking, <clears throat> but that's, it's just right, man. It's egalitarian. It's egalitarian. Okay. Um, look at the fuck up. Um, okay. Nah, I digress. I got to fucking pause here for a second. Um, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. I don't have to sing that because I got that fucking song. We all came back from the lobby. I didn't play the song because I sang it. But now I remember what I was saying. So fucking yeah. Okay, so the, my point was is that being on the streets can be pretty fucking fruitful. People give you lots of food. And then when you're living out of a car and you just like drive... To the bridge that you sleep under every night. Um, I didn't have to walk a whole lot. And I gained kind of a lot of weight. I was a, probably like the heaviest I'd ever weighed at that point. And then uh, we all went back to Thunder Bay for the winter. For whatever the fuck reason. And I don't know. Anyways. Um, that's a whole other story in his fucking self. But fucking... Um, and then so I was uh, 20 years old, 20 or 21, something like that. And I, me and Edmund and our dogs, Rex and Freya at the time, God rest their souls. Um, we moved back into my mom's place for the first time. Like I hadn't lived there since I was like, well, that was, it was like my stepdad's place and we had another place life is complicated um i hadn't lived there since i was a teenager and i've been gone for at least four or five years like out of that house and so i moved back there and it was winter time i'd already put on a lot of weight from the fattening hobo cuisine and living out of turns car and then it being fucking wintertime in Thunder Bay, which I don't know if you guys have ever spent a fucking wintertime in fucking um, northwestern Ontario. It's fucking horrendous. It's never ending. It's fucking suicide fucking material. It's fucking makes you want to kill yourself. If you don't feel like you're going to die walking home from the bar late at night. Which I'm surprised none of us have. I mean... I won't go into that fucking, yeah. but I mean, like, none of my friends, I remember some of my friends, fucking, we were so, fucking, okay, you don't understand the fucking, okay, walking home from the bar to Current River where we lived is like an hour walk, like, like, on a nice day, so, like, when there's, like, three feet of fucking unplowed snow, and it's still fucking snowing down, and the fucking, it's so fucking cold out that your goddamn fucking eyelashes are, like, freezing shut, 
uh, and then my friends are all like 10, 15 minutes from home, and they're all like, let's just fall asleep in the snowbank. I was like, are you guys fucking retarded? You're gonna fucking die. So I kicked them all in the fucking chest or wherever, arms, face, you know, <laughs> whatever was convenient. <laughs> whatever they would feel the most if they hadn't fucking already been numbed out from fucking trying to sleep in a fucking snowbank like a bunch of fucking cretin fucking idiots. I was like, dudes, fucking, we're so close to home. It's so warm there. We got television. We could smoke weed because I smoked weed back then. We were teenagers. Um, <laughs> and uh, luckily, I was able to get them all up because they would have fucking died. Because it was like probably like fucking almost minus fifty with the wind chill that night, and there's like like I said, like three foot fucking unplowed snow. Like you couldn't, even, you could hardly walk. It. It's like it's great resistance training. Really, which gets us back to, again, the topic at hand. Um, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> That's a foreshadowing, kind of. Um, okay, so anyways. Right, 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 right. Back on topic. Back on topic. You guys want to hear the sad part. Okay. So, um, we went back to Thunder Bay and lived in my mom's basement. And then, because it was wintertime, and um, I had already put on weight. And then I put on more weight. Because uh, I wasn't being so active. And because I'd already gotten to the point where, like, my thighs started to, like, chafe together. <laughs> I never had that problem before. Um, so, you know, that kind of deters you from wanting to walk. <laughs> that sucks. Especially then you're sweating and, like, your fucking salty-ass sweat is just, like, burning the chafe. It's just like, cool, thanks, body. <laughs> like, I thought we were a team here. Was, let's work together. Um so anyways uh i put this is just my personal fucking story here okay um i i weighed myself on the scale and i was 168 pounds and i'd never weighed that much before i usually hovered around like 135 or like between 130 to 140 maybe 145 something like that you know my worst um and so I just started, and then because, like, uh, we started playing shows with the band, and I was, like, on stage, and so I started becoming, like, really, like, self-critical of myself, and nowhere, and it's weird because I always thought, like, that I would never, ever be susceptible to, like, those kind of, like, insecure thoughts, especially because I'd, like, been into, like, punk and, like, shit like that like you know sh like music and like culture like like subcultures that like empowered people like for so long and f frankly because i'm a fucking smart person so i was like oh there's no way i would never ever fall for that fucking shit you know it's like i know it's good to be healthy but like i never thought i would like ever like you know never like subscribe to fucking uh just being some like totally self-conscious like kind of vapid fucking like you know brainwashed sort of fucking idiot type if you will um but i started they, they just started creeping in you know and then and then it's almost like a it's kind of like a fucking catch-22 if that's the right term that i'm using because then once I once I saw the fucking 168, I was like, okay, I'm almost 170. That I've never weighed that much before. I want to get down. And my mom did have at the time in that house, she had like a little exercise room. So 
Fucking. Ed was going to work every day. I know, right? Ed was going to work every day. <laughs> so I'd get up and I'd fucking work out. I was like uh, the model fucking housewife. I'd fucking, uh, you know, send him off with his fucking. Uh, his, I'd make him breakfast. I'd pack his lunch. He'd come home to dinner. I was working out all day. Fucking <laughs> trying to look better. <laughs> I was just like a regular fucking, um, you know. 50s housewife fucking little bitch which is always kind of cute and I always like kind of have a weird like a uh, sort of fetish for like you know I wish I could just be so ignorant and just like be stuck in some like 1950s sitcom or something like that you know father knows best just give it sage advice and we have like this really nice fucking like mid-century modern fucking house and shit and I'm all like impressed by like newfangled fucking things that are all disposable and shit and bad for the environment and i'm just like oh wow it makes life so easy <laughs> you know <laughs> anyway um yeah no so um then it's like there's yeah there's different like uh kind of factions to like developing an eating disorder because at first it was like my weight was the concern and stuff like that. But then it was like, then it became the obsession with the exercising. It wasn't, I mean, I was, I was restricting my calories. I severely, I, I over-exercised and I severely restricted my calories. I was like on caloriecount.com or whatever the fuck it is. I was logging in like every fucking thing I ate, you know, if I had like a lemon wedge in my fucking water, you know. And like, and I was severely limiting my calories because they say like, uh, you should have only like, or for an average like woman, I think it's like 2000 for a guy, it's like 2,500, something like that, you know, a day. Um, I was limiting myself to like a thousand to 1200 a day. Um, and I would only eat like every three days and I would like over exercise, like just ridiculous ridiculously um i remember um randy was living with us at a uh, time like just like just after like it started and stuff when it was like probably in its peak because i was like i was fucking just going insane man like i would be we'd we'd party all night we'd be i was shooting cocaine intravenously um smoking crack fucking uh drinking doing fucking what the fuck ever, you know? And then I wouldn't even sleep and I'd get up. And the first thing I'd do is I would go fucking like bike 20K before I came back and then like over-exercise for hours and hours and hours. Randy and Ed nicknamed me the evil one that does not sleep because they'd just be all hungover and they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing up? And I'd just be like, just stop fucking getting ready for my fucking 20K bike ride before I fucking over-exercise for the next four or five, six hours. <laughs> um and it's funny because i had like total body dysmorphia like when i look back at those pictures now and even like ed said before too he was just like you look like you need to eat a fucking cheeseburger and that was like uh, the least i ever weighed in my adult life um i was down to like 120 pounds which for my height i'm five foot six um Basically, um, when I was 10, I weighed 140 pounds. So, I, there was no, I never, not once in my fucking adult life ever weighed less than fucking like 130 pounds. So, like 120 pounds. And when I look at the pictures of myself now, now I see 
like my legs and I like I like a thick thigh you know I like a big ass a thick thigh you know you know some meat on there you know um and it's not like I didn't look bad but I was like holy shit I was way skinnier than I fucking thought like I did not yes like yes yes I could have eaten a cheeseburger in fact I remember several nights after we'd be done playing shows and then we'd go back when you could still walk through the fucking drive through at uh, McDonald's um, late at night. And I remember like we'd, we'd get the fucking uh, McDoubles and shit on the way home and I'd eat them and I'd go like puke them up in the bathroom or puke them up in the alley, something like that, you know? And so, yeah, basically, so I was restricting calories. I was over-exercising insanely and uh, I wouldn't eat for like, if, if, especially if we were playing a show, I wouldn't eat for like two to three days. And then all I would do was I would drink so much tea. I would brew it so strong and I would drink so much of it so fast that I would just puke. So I'd just be puking for three days before the show. And then after the show, if I ate anything, I would puke. Then because I'd be like, if I was hungover or whatever, you know, I'd still get up and go do my fucking like insane regimen. Um, but I would eat that day. And that's how I got myself down. And I got myself down like really fucking quickly and stuff. And it's just so funny though. Yeah. Just uh, thinking about the, the body dysmorphia. Cause I get, I still, I remember taking pictures of myself and like thinking I could never show these to anyone because I look so fucking disgusting. I look so fat. And like, when I look back at that, I'm like, it's such an insane fucking thing to think. It's so sad, you know? Um, yeah, you know, fucking, uh, this is like a harder fucking thing to talk about than like, you know, it's easy to fucking talk about being a drug addict or like a fucking, you know, whatever idiot. Um, you look at me and you just know it's like, yeah, fucking that's what she signed up for. Right. But like I said, um, this has always been like a touchier subject because fucking, uh, it's something that I thought I was smart enough to know better than but it just goes to show that like there's always ways that fucking things can just creep into your mind stuff like that right so um yeah let's take another fucking intermission maybe it's over i don't know fucking i just i wanted to touch on this because yeah because you know it's like this i <laughs> i mean i mostly want to keep this fucking podcast we're just being like retarded dumb stupid shit and and just being funny and but it's still just an outlet for me you know and uh, so that's why I've still just been and candid about you know things in my life and uh, I know it's like it's beneficial for me to get it off my chest and it's probably maybe beneficial for I don't know whatever if one of the three people that happens to listen to this fucking <laughs> can relate then maybe they're just like yeah you know I'm glad I listened to that episode you know <laughs> <laughs> just doing my part here um so yeah we'll go back to the lobby again for a bit all right back from the lobby um these are my finishing notes see i sometimes you know the old supercomputer she doesn't work so fast she's running on 56k it takes her a while to fucking pull up some fucking files sometimes yeah um so that's why i just gotta take a break um I got brain damage, probably. I don't know. You know, one of those things. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I ain't what I used to be. Uh, 
my point is, is that I've, so I've sort of fallen back into because I'm not a perfect person. I'm not a perfectly sober person. Right. Okay. I am still, I am still, still one year clean off all opiates, still one year clean, not smoking or doing most other drugs on a regular basis. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to be rude, <laughs> but uh, it's very few and far between. The point is, is that I'm not a fucking junkie anymore. Okay. And I'm very proud of that. Because you know what? That fucking is very fucking taxing on your fucking life. If you've ever had a fucking hardcore fucking opiate fucking addiction, it fucking kind of ruins your goddamn life. Um, and smoking too. It's just like, and I only started, I was one of those idiots that started smoking when I was 27. And it's funny because I used to always make fun of people when I was like a teenager. I was like, oh, you only start smoking when you're like 12. If you start smoking when you're like 27, and I would always say the exact age. That was always the age I would use. If you start smoking when you're 27, you're a fucking idiot. And then it's like, yeah, of course, karma came and bit me in the ass. And I started smoking when I was 27. But that's also when I started like getting really hardcore into fucking uh, <laughs> becoming a junkie. <laughs> After being like a crackhead for years already, so <laughs> a crackhead and a and a, a intravenous cocaine user, so you know you have that like that's like a good bad trifecta of fucking uh, substances to be abusing. Um, but yeah, anyways, so yeah, one year clean, one year clean, completely clean, off methadone, off everything, and it feels good. I'm so glad to not have those fucking liquid handcuffs and to like not feel you know like. Just taking a trip somewhere, people don't realize when you're taking a trip somewhere, it's like I have to go and I'd have to get like all the prescription. I'd have to get my doctor to like write out all the prescriptions for like every day I'd be gone and stuff like that. And if I was road tripping and I have to be like put one in every different province and like if I'm out of province and I have to pay for it and shit because it's not covered by my fucking provincial fucking insurance. And uh, yeah, it's just it's so fucking frustrating, you know, or like or like. If you do want to sleep in and uh, the methadone clinic closes early on the weekends and then you wake up and you're like, oh shit, the alarm didn't go off and uh, you fucking miss your dose for that day and then you feel like shit, you know? I'm so glad I don't have that anymore. It just makes you feel so weak and pathetic, like physically. As I said, I like to overexercise, so, you know, um, it's like I, I looked I looked good when I was a hardcore junkie because I wasn't eating so it wasn't like a like a healthy good <laughs> but I was skinny as fuck but uh you know I'd rather look strong that's what I want to look I want to look strong I want to look fucking intimidating I want to look like I'll fucking tear your fucking jugular out and fucking um I don't know uh cave your skull in. I don't know <laughs> yeah I'll I'll do something you won't like <laughs> strong <laughs> um <laughs> but anyways yeah so despite the fact that i've made those successes uh i mean i've still been struggling like i said with the alcohol i've done a lot better i'm doing a lot better um i'm on the gabapentin it helps a lot um but i mean like i still you know i'm still trying to self-medicate at times and shit stuff but and I also a way that I have been self-medicating too because I haven't been drinking as much is that I self-medicate with over-exercising 
And so I'm eating healthy. I'm eating regularly. I mean, I still do kind of restrict my calories a little bit. But, um, and, and I'm like totally on like the keto or keto, whatever the fuck. I don't know how. I, I like saying keto because I had a cat named keto, except it was spelled K I T O. And he was the coolest cat ever. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't eat carbs. I only eat like, um, vegetables, fucking fruit, dairy, you know, like that kind of shit. Um, yeah. And then, and so, so I restrict my calories in that way, but I still do eat on a regular basis. And, but I, I am, I am like starting to like get addicted to like over exercising again. Like I'm obsessively over exercising, like on and off period, like throughout the day, like, like at least 12 hours a day, at least like, I mean, it's on and off. Like I'm doing other things in between, but like, I'm got, first of all, I wear like a resistance band, like like a heavy resistance band, like all the time, just all the time, just so like any step I take or anything, if I'm going and doing anything, I'm doing that. And then I'm just like intermittently, if I'm constantly fucking working out and lifting weights and shit. So, and then, and then again, because the, uh, like, it's almost like addicting to the like, senior progress, right? Because then I'd like obsessively like take pictures of like my body and how it's progressing right in the same position every day or you know and like seeing how it's evolving and then you see you notice a little bit of progress after like a few days or like a week or two and then it just drives you just like yes 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 you know and that kind of feeds it but I mean I guess also um I should mention again that like the fact that because I had, like, two debilitating, like, leg injuries last year. Like, the first time when my fucking ankle got fucked up and I couldn't fucking walk for almost two months. And then as soon as it was, like, able to fucking start finally healing and, like, you know, I was able to start getting back on my feet. Then that's when I had the seizure and then my fucking other leg fucking seized up on me. And I had fucking, you know, debilitating pain there. But uh, thankfully, thankfully, thankfully... I mean, I still have, like, minor pains in the one leg, but the ankle's all healed up. My other leg's, like, 98% healed up or whatever, you know? Um, so, yeah, it's allowed me to kind of, like, fall back into that. But, you know, it's, um, knowing's half the battle, right? And, uh, yeah, I think it's good to get it off my chest because, you know, I never thought, like, before that I would ever fucking even talk about something like this because... Like I said, this is like, you know, it's easy to talk about fucking being like a scum. Everyone knows. Everybody knows that I'm a scumbag. Y'all know I fucking did drugs. Y'all know I was a fucking piece of shit, you know. But, um, I like to think, I like to think that, um, I came off arrogant enough <laughs> and overly confident enough that, like, people wouldn't be like, ah, I don't think she would have an eating disorder. But no, I do. And I still do. But it's about managing it. And I just wanted to like. I think. Yeah. Because that's like. You know. Fucking. It's what the fucking bad boys for life is all about. It's all about fucking being real. It's all about being fucking honest. It's all about fucking. Opening up. And uh, relating to fucking. Fellow fucking peers. Shit. Anyone that can fucking. Dig it. Get down with it. Relate to it. Whatever it, you know, and uh, 
Yeah, fucking. Uh, if anyone ever wants to fucking talk about shit, if anyone, if any of the few fucking people that listen to this fucking, you know, can relate or something, and like they feel like they need someone to talk to, I'm here to fucking talk. You know, send me a message on whatever fucking platform you fucking deem best, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. I'm a little flaky with that too. I've got brain damage from uh, multiple things. <laughs> I ain't what I used to be. Luckily, somehow, I don't know, my Peter Pan fucking syndrome somehow still kept me a little bit useful. I'm getting there, though. Well, whatever. You know. We'll talk about that. <laughs> That's a whole other fucking story, okay? Forget I said that. <laughs> All right. This has been episode 12. Bad Boys for Life on CBC One.